Have you checked out WGT Golf yet? WGT Golf is not only the most popular golf game in the world, it's also the official gaming partner of DNVR. It has become so popular that we've opened a third DNVR clubhouse. Each clubhouse now holds 250 people. So if you don't want to feel left out anymore, you too can download WGT and join the clubhouse DNVR3. That's clubhouse DNVR3 by going to dnvrgolf.com. We host weekly tournaments with some awesome, awesome giveaways. Make sure you're signed up to win easy money and beautiful DNVR swag. Play with the staff, play with the members, talk your trash. Don't miss out on the experience that is WGT Golf. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mades. I'm joined by Brendan Vogt in the flower shirt here on this snowy Colorado day with a Cancun hat. He's got all the vibes. Back in my bag, baby. How we living today, gentlemen? <laughs> Back in your bag. It's a, you know, uh, summer is a state of mind. That's, That's right. True. It's a season. It's, it's actually a season. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's oh, no yeah. state of mind to be had. Uh, also, D-line parentheses, Eric. Yeah, D hyphen line parentheses. Eric. Um, this is our best intro song. I wish we'd use it all the time. It you makes do. me. This yeah, one. yeah. This is the best one. This is the top. This is the top one. It, it brings the right vibes. It, it's sort of uh, genre bending. It's just. It, it's just. Uh, it, it, wow, we're really analyzing. <laughs> what else would you say about it? Really. Well, I'd say that it, I, it puts me in a summer state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, guys, today we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can use the promo code DNVR and get all kinds of... I, every day, we were talking about this the other day, Eric, you go on DraftKings and every day they give you like 20 different bets that's like, if you bet on the Chiefs to win and they do, and they either win or lose, you win $20. It's like, oh wow, it's a good safe bet. Um, well, what you need to do, you need to go in and you need to like monitor the ability to opt in on various promotions, because sometimes you don't have to take, to take advantage of them right away, like... I, you were there with me on Sunday. I was making a lot of bets where I was able to get extra 10% on the bet I eventually lost and didn't get to get <laughs> But all the same, like I had a whole bunch of those bad boys stored up, banked in. So check every day. <laughs> Today's guys, we're going to do a, a, a draft show. And to help us with that, because we're a bunch of draft idiots. So what we had to do yeah, is we had to bring indeed, in one of, yeah, I have a yeah. short list of people I trust for for draft takes you know the nuggets front office i trust them i believe mm-hmm. when i yep. think they know what they're doing they're, they're pretty good at that generally can we get them on um, i like the Jokic pick. Our, our guest today is somebody i think all you guys should follow he has his own patreon does exclusively draft stuff and does a really good job on it you might know him as cosmos at cosmos on social brian schroeder brian welcome into the show brother yeah what's going on man the crowd can't get enough they love draft twitter they love it <laughs> The crowd has a lot of enthusiasm here. Um, so the draft coming up very, very quickly here in, I think, just three weeks. But we're also about four months behind, I guess, what we usually would have expected the draft to be. Are you um, – has this year for you, Brian, been, like, more difficult to hold draft takes? Do you feel like your draft takes now are different than what they were in July of this year? No, not really, and that's the, that's the tragedy of it. It's just mm-hmm. been, like – We've been kind of in a holding pattern now for like three months where, I mean, honestly, I'm of the opinion that you shouldn't change your opinions after February, March or so. Like every year, there's always one guy who gets, who has like a big tournament run and gets like way 
Like Carson Edwards is a great example. He didn't look very good at all last year. DeAndre Hunter, um, fine player. I wouldn't have traded up for him. But so like, you're, uh, sort, of, you're yeah. sort of the opposite of Jordan, who like only does his scouting after March, like d- during March Madness. Well, I think if you do, like if you weren't paying attention and you start working on stuff after March Madness, that's fine. I'm I'm saying like don't have opinions and then because one guy has three good games in March, right? Think like uh you can move a guy up, but don't move a guy up to be like, suddenly he's a lottery player after he was like a second rounder. Shabazz Napier was a good example of a guy who got a lot mm-hmm. of buzz. And like, Shabazz Napier is a fine player, but I wouldn't have taken him in the lottery. I mean, he didn't get, but you know, like people yeah, were talking yeah, about yeah. that when he was going on that run, like, oh, top 10 pick. It's because people don't watch. And I think conference play is more important because the level of competition is pretty flat. Whereas in the tournament, you can play against, you know, if things go right, you could play against nothing but like 12 seeds all the way through. Right, I don't right. really care if you look good against right. them. Um, or just, or just favorable <laughs> matchups. Your cat really. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting here meowing at me. What do you does want? It, does he, does he have good draft takes? I mean, we could bring him. Yeah. On. Right. I think he, that means he disagrees with your conference take. <laughs> he's never, he's, he's a never tournament seen, guy. He's never seen college basketball. before. <laughs> he's four yeah. months old. We are a pet. A friendly show, so your cat is That's a true. very welcome addition to. I think your dog is. is in the. Well. Where's Councilman at? Where's Millhouse is in the window. He's you no can house. see his little head behind uh, my scooter. So. <laughs> my dog always waits. I have a bell on my door, and he hits it. That's when he wants out. And every time I hit record, <laughs> he goes over there and starts hitting it. Like, oh, you guys, you're recording now. Yeah, now it's time for me to go out. Um, so okay, so yeah, there. I I saw um. Some some players that, or some guys that do the draft. One one theory I've heard on, I've heard about is that you weigh the good games more heavily because, especially for young players, that shows their upside. That's more what direction they're heading. But it sounds like you maybe feel opposite of that. You weigh every game or every instance that you see a player equally. I wouldn't say every game, but yeah. I mean, a good example of that is, um, and then. I mean, he had a good playoff run, so I guess it's not fair to call him bad. Lugans Dort was, like, not a good player this year. Right, and right. he, in the first month and a half of his freshman season, his only season, he looked like Donovan Mitchell. He looked like a monster. He was shooting, like, 60% of the rim. He was hitting all these pull-up threes. And then as soon as conference play started, he turned into, like, to Lugans Dort. He was shooting, like, 20% from three. He was terrible. And, like, you weigh the conference games more. That's more what he is. He's not like some incendiary 30-game scorer like he looked when he was playing against, like, I don't know, Portland State or whoever they're playing. Like, playing nobody, really. Well, let me get into the top the top question that I have here, which is, is this draft bad? Because that's all I've heard for the last year, that this draft has, like, some okay players. It's not – there's not going to be – there's nobody in this draft you look at and say, that guy is a star. That's the problem. Mm. The top, like, six or seven is really weak. After that, it kind of just is, like, there's a lot of late lottery-level guys. Mm. There's a lot of, like, top 20 guys. That goes out to, like, 45. So it's not, like, a terrible draft. We'll probably get 15, 20 decent players out of it. But it's not a it's not a star-level draft. It's a little bit like 2013 in that yeah. way. Although we didn't know Giannis, you know, throwing out that Giannis was Giannis. Right, right, right. It's a little bit like 2013. But again, so when we you... knew Giannis was Giannis, so is there a chance yeah. that there's a Giannis in this draft? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not fair to say that Alexei Pokashevsky is going to develop physically like that, but 
that's the guy if there is one. That's your guy, huh? Wow, I like it. Poku. We're gonna have a lot of Poku. Oh, baby, I'm gonna be so crestfallen when we don't get Poku. Do you see a lot of like, you know, maybe Terrence Davis or like OG types, you know, like late first rounders that can play right away? Well, Terrence Davis was undrafted, but yeah, he should have been. That's true. Yeah, undrafted. He should. He should have been a late first rounder, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys like that. This is gonna be a good draft to buy into, like the mid 40s, or if you if you really want a specific guy. Right. That's where Man, we. That's, that's where we that's live. In, that's encouraging. Yeah, I was gonna say because <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Nuggets do that. The Rockets do that. Yeah. Well, the Rockets used to do that. I don't know if they do that anymore. Man, oh. look at look at this comment here. Masai Jeff Morton who, who, would know these things as uh, a really Jeff big comment. fan. Really big fan of Giannis before he. Got I don't know if that's true. I saw Masai one time at a grocery store. And it did not come up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I think he would have known. I mean, because obviously, you know, he's Greek, but has the Nigerian roots. Maybe there was a connection there. <coughs> well, Masai was definitely. He definitely would have known. Yeah. If anyone known. would have, it would have been him. So, what is the deepest archetype in this draft? Is there a single like, okay, there's a lot of this guy, this kind of guy? Backup point guard kind of guys, yeah. Mm. There's a lot of backup. Maybe point not backup guys. guys, but there's a lot of. There's there's probably like twelve to fifteen guys who could maybe be starters. Okay. Yeah. Can you like on the right. Yeah, like Monty Moore. Like Malachi Flynn is a good one from San Diego State. He's small, but he finishes really well at the rim. There's my cat. He's uh, a. <laughs> he was just really good. He's just like a good shooter, excellent pick and roll player, plays defense hard. So like he will be in the NBA. He could yeah, be a yeah. starter under the right like Fred Van Vliet what circumstances. And then uh, Cassius Winston's the other one I think of a lot. Cassius Winston's a monster. Like yeah. if he was six foot three, he'd be a top five pick. He's just six foot one. <laughs> you know, you know that he's that six foot one, and he's like a, a not a good athlete, one. but yeah, he is yeah, yeah. one of the best shooters. Like, he's one of those guys who hits forty four, forty five percent three. Say to me, mm-hmm. yeah, but Brian, there's some things you can say about a guy that I'm out immediately, and that's one of them, man. Like the six one, but not an athlete. I'm like, well, if you're six one, I just feel yeah, like he's like NBA, you better be lightning quick. Yeah, he's quick. He's not like explosively quick, but he is. Like a monster, just a really smart passer. Like that's why he's going to be like a sucker on pick. But I think he'll stick. Like if, uh, I mean, he's a different player than Monty. But he, what he is is he's one of those guys who's above forty-five percent basically everywhere. Like forty-five percent on floaters, forty-five percent twos, forty-five percent long threes. So like he will shoot. I mean, worst case he's like Shane Larkin, and Shane Larkin is mm, yeah. the best player in Europe right now who should be in the NBA. So here's what's interesting about where Denver's at. I feel like this is the first year where I'm almost looking at uh, – I think I'm going to be harder on draft picks, especially of this type, because mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. There's guys that are good against the the regular season, guys that are good against the Utah Jazz, and there's guys that are like, are they going to get us over the <laughs> yeah. hump of the Lakers? You know what I mean? And it's just the, that curve is just so steep. So even when I hear these things about – I, I don't think Denver's going for a point guard anyway. I think they're, they're pretty well – Yeah, I don't think they point would. Guard. But when I hear, just to use an example, 6'1", he's got these you know, 45% for everyone, I'm like, great. If he's on the court, LeBron James, he's getting murdered. And just I don't know what, what, what he brings to the table. And Denver is in that position now where I think they need to be looking for that type of guy. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't really need – I mean, if they were going to go for a guard, if Grant Riller fell, he might be the guy to look at just because he's like a package. Like, he just put him in his scores. Like, worst case, he'll be like – like Sessions was, but can shoot. Okay, so he's like, like a man. I don't know if Denver needs that either. I mean, like, yeah, but like, if, is... if they're gonna go for one of these guards, it, you might as well go for the guy who has like, he will score. 
you know, and like so, 20 minutes a game score. But that's if he falls. I'm saying if he falls to like the yeah. 50s. Yeah. PJ Dozier? Uh, I, I apologize, everybody, because there's a little bit of a delay here, so it makes a little bit of this back and forth a little bit. Yeah, difficult. sorry. No, but PJ, yeah, PJ Dozier, because he's another guy that sort of acts as a draft pick, even though he's older. He's a guy mm. that I think Denver looks at, okay, he's in the pipeline. Right. And he might as well be their third point guard. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's why they probably won't, but. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't remember offhand what his assist numbers were this year. He didn't really run. I mean, didn't play nobody but Monty yeah. really runs that yeah. when Jokic is on the floor, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, he's very good though. I I, I think he's I think he's a good <coughs> pick and roll player. Like he's got that mm-hmm. height to get good angles on his passes and 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 and, and deliver. So I uh, I think he's the, both the third point guard, but also the fifth guard. <coughs> just overall, mm-hmm. I think he'll play some shooting guard with mm-hmm. them. Even though he's not a shooter, but he's a he can play shooting guard. Um, and there's a chance that he might actually be the fourth guard if Denver decides to use one of Barton or, or Harris to to make a move this you know this off season. Um, Is Harris really a guard at this point? I, I mean, he's like a three and D two guard. He's not yeah. doing any of the other stuff as a guard at this yeah. point. Yeah, right. he's not putting the ball on the floor or anything. Um, we I, I profiled today at, at uh, the DNVR Desmond Bain, Brian. I'm He'd curious be for you. You like you like him in Denver? He'd be perfect. Oh. Perfect, train, is, baby. perfect is doing a lot of work here, Brian. Because the dude perfect for the role. If you're taking him in the 20s, he's perfect. He does exactly what you okay. want that kind of guy to do. Where he's probably the best shooter in the draft. He's like big. He's good at defense. He's a good passer. Like he, he's he'd be one of the best fifth starters in this draft. If that makes sense. Oh, wow. Just like okay. the extra Fair. guy. Um, I don't think he'd get, pa- my... he'd get past Denver. <laughs> it's the, or De- yeah. gets past Dallas. Is a problem. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But yeah, go ahead. Cons- oh, you think they'll take? Yeah, my concern they, is he's they go with a lot of guards. He's almost like a tweener, right? Because he's that that combo guard yeah. kind of wing yeah. type. But he's six six with a short wingspan, so he's not really quick enough necessarily to guard ones at the NBA, maybe, um, and not necessarily long enough to really be a wing or a four. So I do wonder if like his skill set and his body type don't really match up at the next level. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the last guy I had this concern with last year so why i lowered him into the teens was tyler hero now he's older than tyler hero but that was like my entire rationale for having him like 13 or 14 and i was wrong to think that obviously <laughs> tyler hero has a negative wingspan it doesn't hurt him as all i mean shooters Shooter i don't know shoot, if it really hurts you yeah the short wingspan may actually help some shooters right i think corver has one um i know hero has one there's a couple other guys I'm, i can't think of offhand that it kind of simplifies the release if you your arms aren't as long. His shot is kind of I don't I don't like it though. It's not yeah. pretty looking, huh? It's not aesthetically yeah. pretty. I don't it is know. Like a, it goes it, in. It it's goes really in. strange. We were talking about this. Like I've never seen somebody jump like less to get their shot off, <laughs> other than maybe me, Eric Weedham. Like he is. <laughs> it, uh, it he's just like, and not only that, but he shoots really deep also, and maybe mm-hmm. that's because of uh, he. It's difficult for him to get a shot off. If he he's gets, really strong. Yes, thing. he is. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it doesn't bother me as much when you have a strange release. If you're just, if it's consistent and if you are physically strong, it kind of helps. You can just kind of huck it. That's what I'm saying. Sean Marion vibes. So I guess if you're looking for a shooter, the other guy I would look at in that range would be Isaiah Joe, right, from mm. Arkansas. He's much more like aesthetically looks much more like a shooter. Um, I think his defense is good he's a good steals guy that always bodes well he is very he's thin though he's not a very big guy 
Right. So that's kind of the trade-off you're making. Sure. Long? Is he, is he long? a long player? Because we love to... I'm trying to think of what is... I, I think... I know it's it's probably like 6'8". He's like 6'5". So okay. I can't... I don't know if there's been an official measurement on that, but it looks like average wingspan. 6'7"-ish, 6'8". We're all about trying to add those long boys in at Denver. Mm-hmm. All need of a sudden, they're big and long team, you know? You, you laugh about this, but I'm telling you, it, to me, it's almost essential. This is why it's hard for me to get into a guy like Bain, because they have to be a Marcus Smart level player for me to, to kind of buy into it. Otherwise, I'm just... Uh, I keep going back to this place where I'm like, the team's too small. Jokic, as much as I think he's a great defender, I just think length. I think mm-hmm. Jokic is a great defender when flanked by length. Like, then he's really good. Right. But if you just don't give him that, then he ha- he's not good enough, I don't think, to make up. And, and, again, unless it's a bunch of Marcus Smarts everywhere. If you know about DNVR, then by now you know all about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Remember, there is no better way to support us during this crazy time than by supporting our partners, especially our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, Check out the Avalanche Amber Ale. This beer is available to try now at the DNVR bar. The farmhouse is now open, socially distanced, beautifully set up for outside dining. If you're more comfortable at home, which a lot of you are during these times, we know you can still order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. They can get beer delivery from the Drizzly. You can get beer delivery from the Drizzly app or head to the nearest grocery store like King Supers or Costco. Order delicious food and booze from the farmhouse if you're able. Call 303-803-1380. That's 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use DNVR to save $5. The season is in full swing and the action is still unfolding. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience, the way sports betting should be. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them, and cash $100 if they win. That's right, $1 to win $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to... $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? 1-800-522-4700. Let's go back to Bain because you said that you think Dallas takes him earlier. And this comes to one of my main questions for this draft is everything's happening so quick this offseason. Do you mm-hmm. think there's going that like teams like Denver are going to have the ability to move forward? Or do you feel like there's going to be less draft night movement picks moving up and down i have really no idea how to predict that it seems because it seems like there's it seemed a few weeks ago that there were gonna be a lot of trades minnesota was talking about it i mean the warriors i think they're it's almost hilarious at this point that how desperate they are to move that pick right they, they keep every other day there's another report about how much how they're in love with some other guy it's like 
Which means they're not in love with anybody, right? That's yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, they they really want to. I think they would probably just take one of the centers if they had to, but I, I like they want to trade that pick desperately, and they should. You know, they should. I think they're in a good position to do so. But the middle, yeah, I don't know about like the eight to like thirty five, thirty six area. I don't really know who's trading what. Like it seems like you think the Celtics would be a lot more active because they don't really need three rookies. I mean, they definitely don't need three rookies. Do you think they'd be trying to move up to get, I don't know, Hayes or whoever they think they could really use? And, like, I mean, maybe afterwards, after the draft, we'll hear about how Danny Ainge almost had a bunch of good trades. (laughs) Right now, they've been more quiet than usual about it, and they usually like to talk about what they're doing. It does seem like teams are unsure of what what they should be doing right now, kind of. I don't know. Well, they don't even know when the free agency is. or I mean, the teams have to be in such a such limbo right now. I know from even just talking to some of my guys, like, yeah, it's it's like, I don't know. I mean, if it free agency begins the next week or whatever, I mean, everything, nobody knows. What yeah, are there, there going to be, do you think they'll start to limit the amount of visits and workouts and things? A lot of things are going to be done via. Already happens. Yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. In that, there, there won't be any sort of like making up for that. Like, it's just going to still be a lot of just like gut got uh, feelings and zoom calls yeah i mean how much harder does this <clears throat> i mean can you imagine Brian flying did? these guys around yeah no yeah it's we're on a none of that you just have to go for it <laughs> sure I, I mean how much harder does this make that process just i mean obviously we're all from the outside looking in but is that i mean is this time is this in-person time essential to really see i never time? thought it was like, personally like i mean that's part of probably i don't have that access but like sure I'm mostly a stats and tape guy, so I, it should be simpler. Like you should, it should be easier to pick out the guys you want. But teams, and this is going to be a real problem in the top ten. It always is. It's it's why the number two pick has had such a bad track record of us. It's they're not taking the player that they helps them the most. They're taking the guy that could be an all star in right. f- in five years, and those guys very rarely are. Yeah. Like I mean, R.J. Barrett's one of the the less egregious examples, but like. Derek Williams is a good example. Mm-hmm. Although Derek Williams was really productive, but I think if we were looking now, we'd realize he was a very flawed prospect. Um, to beat, obvious. Like, there's all these guys at the two spot who just were not ready to play. It's it, there's interesting stories though. Like, <clears throat> Jay, uh, like uh, Justice Winslow came to mm-hmm. Denver and like notoriously tanked his workout because he didn't want to come to Denver. Like, Josh Jackson uh, skipped a workout with the Celtics, so they ended up taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, what, what is his name that <laughs> uh, we all love now whatever anyway uh, I just wonder if there's going to be oh, a lot Jaylen. of that Jalen yeah thank you um, I just wonder if there's good yeah a, a lot of that like personality stuff that you you know comes to, to fruition or comes to light when you're actually able to talk to a guy get a sense of where his head at and just uh, you know sort of understand where he is in the world um, you, I, I don't know I mean you know a lot about basketball is guys having to hang out every day mm-hmm. for uh, you know, half a year. So I'm curious. So we'll we'll see how that works. Where I would disagree. I'm sure with, with the, this is where I think I would disagree with guys like Brian quite a bit. And what I mean by guys like Brian is the guys that really get into the draft and are, you know, the film I think takes an even bigger priority. I think the nuggets have really learned about themselves. And I think they were the first team of these small market teams to realize the world has changed. The landscape has changed. The NBA has changed. And we just have to do things differently in that premium on, you know, quote-unquote good locker room guys. Or it, and when I say that, there's a lot of things under there. One is, okay, guys that are probably – Josh Jackson's a perfect ex- example of this, right, because I loved him as a prospect, but, like, 
the dude I think was in a lot of ways destined to fail mm-hmm. for reasons that didn't have anything to do with basketball. And I think the, the Nuggets were like, we just can't afford those types. Like they would, it doesn't matter if they're good or whatever. We just can't have them. We have to have guys that are not going to cause any issues or ask to be traded or any of these other things. And we have to have guys that are going to come here and get better than what they were projected to be, which we're going to give them that opportunity to do. So what I'm saying is I think that now, as opposed to myself five years ago, I emphasize the player development aspect of the draft way more than, than I would have five years ago. I feel like or good organizations can turn okay prospects into good ones. Yeah. Um, I would say that they've kind of, maybe not deliberately, but they've sort of gone back on that in the last couple of years, taking guys who had obvious uh, had reports of of, of like you know, right. Bull. The stuff with Bull was just that he was lazy. Like he didn't. He just was not like didn't seem like he was very interested. But he should have gone higher than he did. Obviously, the the injury, the foot injury, was the only thing I was really concerned about. And the fact that he did have some bad games. <laughs> uh, that Iowa game he played was he had good numbers, but he. I mean, they ran. Him, they ran. Well, they ran him off the floor basically. They just mm. attacked him every play, and he just couldn't do anything. Um. But like that, he still should have been a top twenty pick. Obviously, the guy has ridiculous traits. But um, you, yeah, I like I mean, Michael Porter's the obvious what, one. What have you seen from him so far? What have you seen from him? Now well, I was high on him. You know, some minutes. His first two or three weeks in college, I had him number two, and then he got hurt, and then mm-hmm. the Iowa game happened, and then he got hurt again, and that's that's the only real reason I was low on him is because I just thought his foot was it might have been screwed so like that's that's always concerning with a guy that size but no i mean obviously in retrospect he could play we don't know he may end up hurting his foot again and not play again it could happen but the talent i mean the talent is always there the strangeness of him too that's a thing that's one of the reasons i'm a a pokashevsky guy is that there's not really a type and even those two guys are very different even though they have similar skills but like the, the the weirdness of of what he is 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 I think that's become a more interesting thing for me in the last couple of years of just taking these guys who are strange. Well, Denver's been all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any chance Poku could fall that far? Seems like it. Yeah. I, it doesn't sound like the only team I heard that was the Celtics. I think were talking to him a little, maybe they, and then Minnesota at 17 was the only other one I heard. was really had showed any real interest. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of now this is all stuff that is publicly available so that doesn't mean much of anything because as we all know what teams are saying to people in the public is not right, right. the guys they're actually interested in they're not talking about especially in that and a lottery area unless you're the 76ers and you tell everyone for three months you want matisse Thybul. Hmm. And then, so i have to share this story about um when i was at sloan a few years back and you hang out with all the front office people the different like not, not the lower level ones you know i'm not there with danny h but you know, scouts for the Knicks or, or assistant mm-hmm. GMs and this or that. And they're all sitting there talking. And it was like a life version of what you're talking about. Like they were all talking to each other, but it was almost like they were all not really. They were all just like trying to like talk I, around I each other. They were all sharing yeah. exactly the information. They, yeah, kind of like a, hey, man, yeah, you know what? If there's a way we could help each other. But you, they were just playing a game, you know, and you're just kind of like, wow, this is weird to watch in real life, guys, like lying to each other's faces um so it, it happens it, it, for real with pokashevsky tell everybody's intrigued about him we, of course we have a big Serbian population so we have a bunch of people following but what do you think what do you um give us give us your breakdown on who he is 
he is kind of a savant. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys who just sees basketball in a different way than, than other players. Now, part of that, I think, is he was playing in the Greek Second League. And, but even when he was playing in the ANGT, which is a higher level, the Next Generation Tournament for Euro, Euro Cup and Euro League guys, he was trying stupid passes, and they were working. <laughs> mm. um, and that's always a weird sign. But he's... Um, the, the, base, the best way to really, I guess, uh, advocate for him is how many seven-footers are legitimately good dribblers, can shoot pull-ups off screens, setbacks, and block a lot of shots. And like mm. the, and are good rebounders. He's a good rebounder. Like Even mm. though he's thin and, and weak, and, and um, he's not like res- re- resistant to contact. He's just, you know, sometimes he gets pushed around because he weighs 196 pounds. Um but he did. He does get rebounds. Like he high points rebounds and goes after them really well. So that actually gives me some confidence. He's basically at the point where if you can guarantee he'll gain twenty pounds, which he's an eighteen-year-old, right. he probably he will gain twenty pounds. Can, yeah. yeah, twenty twenty-five pounds. I think he will be a good NBA, like a very good NBA player, mm-hmm. and potentially like <laughs> doing direct player comps is always silly. But like yeah. some sort of Richard Lewis, player. yeah, some sort of Richard Lewis Lamar Odom combination. Wow, I'm like, I mean, like, yeah. because he's that kind of passer. He's an really? absolutely Lamar, incredible Lamar, passer. Lamar, yeah. So, so, what is the biggest hang-up then, Brian? When we see him as low as we do in mock drafts, is it size? Is it just competition? That same thing. Strength we and do? competition level. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Which his competition level was low enough that it is, you know, a legitimate like, concern. It, it is a little concerning, but he also like, it's, it's one of those things. It's not his fault at all. They obviously, Olympiakos was trying to not, they didn't want this to happen. They didn't want NBA teams to pick up on him. Mm-hmm. So, like, they probably could have had him on their main team and he could have played serious minutes. He just, they just were hiding him. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, <laughs> a friend of mine made a joke in a Patreon post that he's, if you look, if you took his shot chart, it would spell out help me because I think he was just, <laughs> he was very obviously bored. Like, he was yeah, one of those guys, sure. sometimes you see it in high school where a guy has to play in like the, Milwaukee public league or something. And it's like, this guy's way, like just way too good for this talent level. Hmm. <clears throat> I kind That's of, you're sucking me into him actually. Now I'm, now I'm kind of, if he was at 22, if he was at 22, I would take him. It wouldn't even, if I wouldn't even think twice. Is he actually in Europe? No, he wants, he's coming over. He wants to. Oh, wow. He's been learning English for like four or five years. His English is just pretty good from what I've, from what I've seen of him. If he was in Denver, what would you do with him as far as come over or not? Come That's over? the, that's the concern is because they don't have a G League team. Yeah. I don't. So I'm going to say this. I am now fully in the I don't think the G League team thing matters. I actually think in some ways maybe it's a benefit to Denver in part because they can send him to whichever team they feel is best. So they can. Literally yeah, I would go- like to have the option is, is what I would. But I mean, they could keep him on the bench and, and just have him on the team. He doesn't have to play immediately. That's, the, th- that's right. the other thing. They don't need a power forward right now. I mean, even if even if Millsap leaves, they could probably just start Porter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, Are you, who is, and Jeremy, is it, it's a Millsap. I think so. Yeah. Right now, he, ideally he's a center, but I think until he gets a little more, sure. he can't really score. The, the biggest problem, he has good touch. The biggest problem with his strength is that he just can't, he can get into the rim, to the rim, but he gets bumped off a lot, like trying to mm-hmm. hit layups. And like, you're not going to shoot floaters at that size that much. So like, yeah, Man, now, he's, uh, he's listed as a shooting guard. Uh, well, for that's their what team. I was just gonna say. That's <laughs> just, just weird. I was gonna say, like, 
I don't, you know, you're not going to see much of this sort of realize or manifest on the court this season, but Poku, Bull, and even MPJ, all these guys in the wings, when it starts with a 6'11 point guard in Jokic, it just fits right into Denver's kind of new avenue of like this positionless size without sacrificing spacing type of deal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the appeal for a lot of Nuggets fans. He's at the point where the only 6'11 plus guy I can say is a better shooter is MPJ. That I've seen in the oh, last wow. few years. Wow. wow. And then maybe this guy in high school, Jabari Smith, but he's a he's 17 years old, so it's a little early. A couple to... years away. So let me <laughs> let's get really weird here, Brian, because I am fully of the belief that there's that I'm just not concerned with the fact that Denver has overlapping talents. I think Jeremy now, Grant. I think Jeremy Grant and Michael Porter can play together. I think th- those guys can play together with Jokic. I even think you might be able to be able to throw Bull in with those other three guys and still play. You just you end up sliding Michael Porter to two, which he's not really, and the defense gets weird. But I just think it doesn't matter because all of those guys can shoot. Most of them can handle at least adequately. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just I think it works out. So, do you feel like Poku could come to the Nuggets and develop alongside these guys? Even though it doesn't make sense that you know you're playing three power forwards at the same time, I don't. Yeah, it wouldn't matter to me, especially where they're picking. If they're picking right. in the top ten, and there was like a wing, like Devin Vassell or some that guy, I think is like a real wing available, then I would take the wing. That's that's sort of how I am. I, I go in tiers. I'm a tiers guy, and if there's guys in the same tier and I need like a guard more than a wing, I take the guard. Right. But I'm not gonna jump way down to take like some guy in the like. I don't know. A, a guy like I'm a big fan of the guy, this guy Nate Hitton. I love him. I wouldn't take him at 22 if Pokashevsky was available because he's right. just a lower tier guy. And I think that, you know teams have proven like Torrey Craig's a good example. You can find a, like an NBA caliber guy out there. There's always going to be some six seven guy who can play something. Right. Like they need they need wings, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, if a player like Pokashevsky or like even Killian Hayes somehow fell like I wouldn't worry about it. What are the odds that Pokashevsky just turns out to be not a player at all? I mean, that, that's always the risk. I <clears throat> see. Yeah, like Dragon Bender is a guy mm. who kind of is similar, but the difference is that Dragon Bender was afraid of contact, like did not want contact. Pokashevsky, he will hit people. He just usually gets the worst of it. So yeah, I mean, he could just flame out, but I think he could just be not a good offensive player outside of the shooting too, and the passing, which is a concern. But I, I, his instincts are so good that I'm pretty sure he's at least going to be decent. Like, the idea of him not being a player at all, it'd be like a 0% percentile outcome or like a bottom five. Like, I really feel like – and if you take him at 22, yeah, like, it's whatever. With that flyer, right? We yeah. went through the last 10 um, number 22 picks, and there was there were some real gems in there. There was like 50% good, surprisingly mm-hmm. good players, and then there was 50% guys that – drafted four years ago you already forgot about them because they never came they, you know they never panned out yeah um how hard will it be for a rookie i mean and this is what's nice about pokushevsky is if you get him you don't i mean he just doesn't play this year and that's great because you don't need him to play this year but if he plays this year it's because he is more is more ready than we thought like he's not right. yeah it's not going to be an emergency thing so but that's what's nice because denver can afford that and it <clears> kind <throat> of fits a pattern that they've established now with monte morris then michael porter and then bull bull all of those guys took one year off before getting on the court and it worked out for at least two out of the three so far. Um, and I think it'll work out for Bol Bol that same way. But um, how hard is it? Forget Pogoshevsky, everybody else. I don't think any rookies are making a huge impact this year just because 
there's not going to be any time for those guys to establish yeah. themselves play. I think I think a guy like a Kongwu, like the defense guys, I think could, could have big impacts. Right. Or like if the Pistons or the Knicks take a point guard, that guy's going to have to play. But like other than that, yeah, I'm not. The only guys I really feel confident are like some of the seniors will probably like Desmond Bain, Riller. These guys will probably be able to play roles. But yeah, I don't think there's going to be a combination of this not being a big star draft and the short turnover, no summer league, anything like that. It's going to be tough. Right. Right. Hmm. All right. Let's go to some of the other players. So Precious Achua is another one that I've heard connected to Denver, but it sounds like he's flown up the draft board. I mean, yeah. Th- three months ago he was back there. But let's just—I just want to do the scouting report because you never know. Denver could yeah. move up in a draft. Um. What do? You, how do you? How would you rate his fit with Denver? And what can you tell us about him? Precious is interesting because there's almost two Precious Achuas. If he's a center, I'm a big fan. Like I'd probably mm. take him 13, 14, 15 because he's a good defender. Really good rebounder. Like, he's a great athlete. Gets out and runs. Runs to the rim runs like crazy. Like, he really overpowered people physically. And the American, which is a decent conference. If you're drafting me a wing, I don't want nothing to do with him. Really? <laughs> it's not even that, like, he, his defense will still be okay. You're, if you're drafting him as a wing, you're going to do you're gonna give him the ball and let him dribble. And he's just not. Like, he, he takes the worst shots. Yeah. Even, oh, really? in, even in, like, the Hoop Summit. He took some. He would take, like, Kevin Durant shots. He's not giving a rent. Sure. Um, now you can work on that too, but that's why I think once yeah. you draft him, you want him to be like you want him to be a rim runner for a couple of years. He could probably shoot standstills, like he's got a decent shot, but he just has bad selection. So you need to, you really need to, to make him not do that if you can't avoid it. That's why the Wiseman thing was really good for him, because when Wiseman left, he was a starting center at Memphis, and he just got rebounds and ran and dunked and looked great most yeah. of the time. Right. But yeah, he's also old. Like he's he's already he's almost twenty one, I think, as a freshman. So you're kinda like if he was like eighteen and he played like that, you'd be like, Okay, you can work on it. Like he's almost he's not that much younger than Brandon Clark was. It's like you need to know what you are at this point. Mm. What do you think about this take that I'm just kind of it's like a half baked take, but I wonder if the old thing doesn't matter as much for Denver, especially for that Probably not. type. Because I think you you only get these guys for a handful of years anyway, right? I mean, you you can control their rights or whatever. But the further Denver gets in, they've got their core guys. I mean, I think Denver, if they're going to win a championship, it's going to be because of Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter, Bull, and what yeah. they do with those players. So not necessarily with them, but if they either grow that core or flip them for something that 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 wins them a championship. The other guys have to be good on the, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of on uh, fitting into that. And if you draft a 21, 22-year-old, in three years, they should be in their prime. Whereas if Mm. you draft an 18-year-old, in three years, they're 21. They're still really young, and by the time they're in their prime, they're moving on from you. So I wonder if that's not a bad thing for the president types. Yeah, it's it's a bad thing for him if you're taking him – if he goes in the top 10, teams – because when you take someone in the top 10, you take them to be a star. That's the idea. So, like, uh, <laughs> um, I'm back, baby. You, did the, you just did the uh, the sneak out and the sneak back in. Yeah. Hold on. Were you guys back. talking that whole time? You didn't just stop the podcast? <laughs> we <were. laughs> the hell? We're on your boy Precious Achua, though, and, and whether or not um, his age is a positive or negative for Denver. His, a, his age is a negative if you're taking him and expecting him to develop into some kind of star. But if you just, like I said, if you just take him to be like a rim runner, guy who plays, who can switch pretty well for a 6'9 guy, runs, dunks, maybe shoots some spot-up threes once in a while, his age doesn't matter at all. But if, But I'm talking more like 
with what he's being viewed as now, like the way he's kind of gone up in the top 15, someone's going to take him and think that he's a potential right. star. And like that's right. if tw- you're taking a 22 year old, 21, 20, 21 year old to be a star, they better be ready. They better have a. Just because we're stuck at home doesn't mean the world stopped turning. And now you no longer have to decide between earning a degree and living your life. You can do it all now from the convenience and the safety of your home with MSU Denver Online, the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. Look, this is not a default option, a last ditch effort at getting your degree. It's not a lazy point A to point B experience. MSU Denver is committed to that dynamic education, that holistic education. They have super engaged teachers that are extremely responsive to emails, questions, and concerns. Many of your teachers will work in the same field that you're taking a class in, so it's a great opportunity to network as well. The course content is highly relevant, uh, and the convenience and the safety could not be of more importance at this point in time. So if you're looking to keep that education going, check out MSU Denver online and do it from home. By now, I'm sure you've heard about all the big changes at Infinity Park in Glendale. It will be the new official training center for the men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams. That is big news for those of you in the rugby community. That means that Colorado is the place to be for rugby in the United States. Make sure you're keeping up to speed with us and Colton on the DNVR and the DNVR rugby podcast. Uh, download it anywhere podcasts can be found. This is the perfect time to learn the game of rugby. Our guy Colton is doing basic 101 pods to break down the game for you. They're very, very helpful for me. I'm trying to learn this game. I have a lot of friends that play. I saw some matches at Infinity Park in Glendale when the Raptors were still going. And Colton's podcast was essential to me really understanding what I was looking at. So remember, supporting our partners is supporting us. Download that DNVR Rugby podcast and follow along at DNVR Rugby on Twitter. They talk about when we talk about these front court players, they're like, well, does he fit with Jokic? And I'm less concerned with that in one for a couple reasons. But the first is I just think everyone's a good fit with Jokic, mm-hmm. unless you're a bad basketball player. But if, you're, <laughs> like, if you have any talents, Jokic is just seems to be very good at making those talents work. But I'm more interested with a player like Precious Achua. And then another one that I want to bring up to you here at Jalen Smith. We can kind of talk about both of them. Are they good fits with Bulbul? Because early on, yeah. and maybe as early as next year, probably not this year, but as early as next year, that just might be your backup 4-5. And that is as important to me as if they would fit with Jokic, who I think we already know who's going to be playing with Jokic. Yeah. Precious and Jokic, I mean, Precious is not going to get physical. <laughs> Physically like pushed around. I just, like I just love Jokic saying Jokic. Precious and Jokic. It well, just I sounds say nice. Precious Jokic all the time. He's Precious. I know, I know. Yeah. But, yeah. but for once, you're talking about two people. Precious' <laughs> older brother is named, uh, was, is named God's Gift. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, is that one no, name? Very, very hard to yeah. humble. Yeah. <laughs> is that a hyphen it or? I think I, it's an apostrophe after God's <laughs> I went to <laughs> elementary school with a Godspeed and God's will. And uh, thankfully, they got in trouble all the time. So wow. I was constantly on the intercom. Just Godspeed. Please come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Bowl, though, like, Precious is pretty strong. So I think that would be, you know, that would be an interesting combination. Jalen Smith is interesting because he is very thin, but also built. Like he's just—he's right. uh, one of those like three or four percent body fat guys. Some Adam type. A lot of upper body strength, though. I think the yeah. Still well, you would think the the thing about him that's interesting that kind of plays—he could—he probably can shoot. By the way, he's a good shooter. But he was the one guy in the Big Ten who 
was able to physically push around my guy Xavier Tillman, who Xavier Tillman is, was six foot eight and spent. The Big Ten is the one conference where everyone is a seven footer except for this guy, and he pushed all these guys around like children. Jalen Smith was the one guy who I think actually shot and played better against him than he did against the rest of the Big Ten. You wouldn't think that with a two ten guy. So Jalen may have some more room to develop physically. Like he's built really well, he looks great. Um, he's interesting looking, and he plays interestingly. Like I, I like Jalen pretty well. I, what, I think he'd be a guy if you really want to take a frontcourt guy there. He'd be interesting. What position is he in the NBA? Is he a five or a four? Both doesn't really matter. Both. Doesn't matter. Okay. Positionless basketball, baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I just think from I think I, I think ideally you want him to be a five, but he's not like immobile, so right. You know, okay. not gonna. Yeah, I'm intrigued by Jalen Jalen um, Jalen Smith in part because I just. Denver might need a backup center. I'm, I'm really big yeah. high on Bull Bull. Like, I, I just... I, what? Mason Plumlee's I, not good enough doing it for you? He is, though. I actually like Mason Plumlee. This is fine. Everybody, everybody outside of Denver hates him. I'm like, guys, you only hate him when he, like, eats minutes of guys that are clearly... I, do, I, I think he had a pretty rough field. playoff stretch, though. I don't he, think he, had, he always has a rough playoff he's stretch. He's going to always People, have a rough playoff stretch. But, you know, yeah. he had a great regular season stretch, and that's sort of the role of the backup center, is to be yeah. out in the regular season. And People don't like him playoffs. in relation to his salary. Like, I, that, yeah, that's yeah. the problem, is that, like, the salary, like, sets the expectation for whatever he thinks that every player is going to be able to accomplish. So he just, he gets paid too much when everyone hates him. He did right. play on an Olympic team. Oh, now, he was a, right. he was a gold yeah. medalist, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it was funny. Who who did he make it over? Oh, because they were just making a big oh bam out of bio, right? He yeah, made it over right. bam, yeah. which is kind of a probably the right choice, I would think. Yeah, you never know. Um, I, I have a feeling personally they only took him because they wanted someone to whenever if they played like Serbia or any of the teams that have actual bigs, just to have somebody to foul. <laughs> hey man, the Lakers won a championship with that this season it's with Dwight so Howard. I mean, Dwight yep. Howard and JaVale, and JaVale. had one role in that series. It was just to foul Jokic and hopefully sucker the referees into calling just enough fouls on Jokic. Bullshit was on Jokic, and guess what? It worked. So that's a good role. It's a really good role. Yeah. Um, so Jalen Smith and, and Bull, Precious and Bull, which combo do you like better between those two as a 4-5 combo? I think I would say Jalen and Bull just because they can both shoot. And just both shooters. Jalen was an interesting guy because he came into came into college as with the reputation as a shooter and didn't. He played a lot of four his freshman year and just, they didn't. He was just in a bad spot playing with Bruno Fernando, who got most of the touches. So he just didn't shoot and he wasn't very impressive. And he really he had a really good year last year. He, he bounced back. He's their best player, and they were. Um, I think they won the Big Ten regular season. They were a good team. Hmm. Maryland. Um, Famous Big Ten about... team, Maryland. Uh, hate it. <laughs> yeah, right. Strange. Um, it is weird, man. I grew up the Mar- the Maryland Duke. They had like a great. I don't know. If you, you remember this, Eric? Were you a college basketball guy? They had like a great, a great like rivalry for for several years. Some of my best co- college basketball. Uh, yeah, I, I just remember college basketball used to be a thing that people were interested in uh, outside of one <laughs> one like. Uh, like weekend a year and now it's like really just been reduced down to that so I do remember people walking around and talking about uh, rivalries and now I don't know I don't even think that exists anymore <laughs> yeah do you, Brian do you like college basketball for college basketball or do you like it solely through the lens of the draft I like it more than it a few years ago they, they've had some quality of life improvements the new three-point line worked really well I, I mean there were some bad numbers but it, it really weeded out who was and wasn't a shooter right, um right. They've got some better, like, pace of play stuff going on. It's better than it was. 
you don't get those even like the Big Ten, which is notorious for big slow Isaac Haas. Isaac Haas, like you know, thirty-five posts up a game basketball. It was it was better. It was a little more more guard more guard oriented. I think that helps. Do you? I know you scour through a lot of film. Are you making an effort to catch college games live and in the moment, start to finish? When I can, yeah. I work second shift, so sometimes it's kind of hard. But yeah, that's the benefit of ESPN Plus. We watched. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I, I just in general, like I don't particular. I don't watch much college sports. Uh, I'm like much more interested in the pro level of almost everything. Like where you just all of the best players have been putting put in the same league, and then you really see who the best is. But there's just such a. It's fun when you do watch college basketball. Like just, and it's for me, it's like hard to evaluate because it, the game is just so different. Like mm-hmm. it's just like it just it, it especially when, also when you're watching college football, like you watch a quarterback play a good quarterback play a college football game and his receivers are always 15 yards open like just yeah. no defenders anywhere on the field it's like, a lot of the same with college basketball it's just like so frenetic and and crazy and fun to watch a lot of watch. floaters a lot of a floaters, lot of floaters yeah yeah you get those stretches Gary Harris's just everywhere you get those stretches where yeah yeah it's it's weird that you'll get like you will sometimes get like a Kentucky Duke game where there's like eight or nine pros right. and like, oh, this is like real. And then you'll get like the, that same Duke team will play like, I don't know, Pitt oh, or somebody. And it'll be like accountants. <laughs> Everybody's an accountant. Yeah. Um, but the, the fun thing for me with college is when you do get the Zions once in a while where like yeah. watching Zion play against like accountants. It, yeah, it, it's so funny. It's like, it's like watching like old Herschel Walker tape where he's just like right. running over. Yeah like 180 pound lineman it's like that seems unbelievable you're playing the same sport at this point yeah. I don't know the what's Zion going on. Williamson 360 open court dunk that he has is one of the like greatest just I, I almost I don't want to say plain dunk but it's just like a non-contested wide fast break but when you watch it he's like his waist is at the rim he's like holy, holy hell. I can't um, I, I can't get over the idea that he and Jokic are good at the same game yeah <laughs> kind of the same position mind. really they're like <laughs> um so I want to ask a little also about Tyler Bay. This might be the last one we have time for, but um, he's another one that I've just heard connected to, you know, maybe a guy that would fit for the Nuggets. What do you think? I like Tyler Bay a lot. Um, he's wing size, but he is, he was like a college center. That's the weird thing about him. But I, I don't have a pro, I don't mind that as much. He's a good shooter. He just didn't shoot. <laughs> like he would take like two a game, but his form is fine. Like he should be able to hit open shots. Like he's not like Andre Robertson where he's just not going to be able to shoot. Right. Um, don't, he's not going to create with the ball at all or anything like that, but he's a great uh, deflections guy, like great offensive rebound guy. That's the thing that really plays up. Rebounding generally translates. and He was a, one of the best offensive rebounders in the country at like 6'7". Um, but he's a good athlete, too. He's not like a plotting, like a... I mean, I love Xavier Tillman. Xavier Tillman is a good athlete, but like he's not an under-the-rim guy. Like He gets above the rim. So he'd be an interesting guy. I think if they thought Jeremy wasn't going to come back, I think he'd be a guy you look at kind of play that I mean he's not that level athlete but he's not that far off I think if you really knew you needed an extra four I think he'd be an interesting Mm. choice is there anybody else that you think for the Nuggets makes sense uh the thing yeah the thing is is maybe uh Leandro Molmaro could be a guy if he's still there he's weird though because he is a he's a guard more he's six Mm. seven but he is more of a guard like he's his best attribute is his ball handling and his passing, um, but like he's he's got good size. Like he's got good. I think he's only like a plus one or plus two wingspan, but he's six seven. That's not as mm-hmm. that's, that's not as big of a problem. Um, 
me think here if there's any like other like me Tyshawn Alexander might be a little early for him from Creighton he's good but he's more of a two if somebody falls if RJ Hampton or, or Neesmith Neesmith is a great guy for a team like that because he's going to shoot that's all he does I don't know I'm like I don't, I'm not a Jaden McDaniels guy, and I know he's going to get some buzz in that area. Uh, he just can't score. Mm. You can't be a you can't be like a 48 true shooting guy and, and translate. Half of these guys in the draft, when I read their profile, I'm like, oh, okay, it's Tory Craig again. Okay, I know, yeah. <laughs> like Jaden <laughs> is 6'10 and like is looks good, and he likes taking pull up shots. He just sucks at them. So like, yeah. I w- I'm not a big fan of him. Tillman, I think, is a fun guy. I mean. He basically is Paul Millsap, so it's a little redundant, but also he's Paul Millsap, so, you know, that's not... I would take more than... I would take a a, Paul Millsap, for sure. A guy guy whose best traits are boxing out, setting screens, playing team defense, short roll passing, and scoring at the rim. Like, nothing wrong with that. And he, and like... This might be my favorite prospect now. I'm going to have to really... Just like a little... And new Paul Millsap. Baby Mill. And, like... If you if you put real stock into character, Xavier Tillman is the the character guy in this draft. He's a wonderful guy. So, I mean, he's listed as Xavier Tillman Senior already because he's got. He said yeah. in a he said yeah. in an interview. He said in the in an interview a couple. Well, he, he just had a son like a, like six months ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he uh, he Neither said in an interview. Nor minus for me. That's just a well, fact. well, what what it, what it my, my plus for it is he said in an interview. I guarantee I'm going to play harder than the rest of these guys because they don't have families to feed. And then he basically threatened that he would beat the shit out of anyone who, who tried to stop him from, from succeeding in the NBA. But like in a very friendly, nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Threatened violence. Paul Millsap combo. Let's get it, man. If, if Paul Millsap maybe is like a great guy. Beef, you know, yeah. This yeah. is the last one I have for you before we have to get out of here, Brian. But And this is a tough question. I doubt you've been asked this one. I know you, I know you talked to a lot of people at the draft, but... The Nuggets have gotten the Will Barton types from other teams. You know, they've mm-hmm. gotten, um, you know, P.J. Dozier has turned out. These guys that maybe my, – my question is, are there guys that you were high on two or three seasons ago that haven't quite panned out how you thought, ah. but you think, ooh, this is a guy that I think is ripe for the for the plucky? Well, uh, Zaire Smith may be that guy in a few more months here if he doesn't start getting some minutes. I still yeah, love Zaire Smith. You were a big Zaire Smith guy, weren't you? Freak athlete. He just – he's had the worst luck. He broke his foot. He had an allergic reaction and almost died. Like, yeah, that was tough. Oh yeah, he's had a, such a weird, eh? such, such a weird career so far. Um, let me look here really quick. I know there's guys. Gets a, his luck will change. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would have said like a took about like a Devonte Graham type. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, not him anymore. Yeah, not him but like anymore. a guy, a guy who could be that because I like Devonte a lot. Or like Melton was a guy like that. Those guys are all starting to really pan out now. Is the problem? Um, yeah. Gary Clark had a good run with the, the, right. the Magic. He'll probably stay there. Yeah. The nice thing about Denver is, yeah, they don't need the star type. They can take the, uh, you know, the good player that's just like, hey, you know, he fits and he's really good. I would have said Edmund Sumner, but I really feel like his injury kind of, like he didn't hasn't looked great. Uh. We go back even further here. What do you think about Aaron Gordon going forward? Do you think he just kind of missed the boat? Yeah, he's fine. But I mean, again, I he's not, not a star. Like he's—I think yeah. his star window has closed. But can he be the like 
not maybe not as good as Iguodala, but like an Iguodala type where it's like, hey, he was miscast. He's the fourth best player on a team, and he's really good at that. I, I for a while I always thought that he should be a center, but I don't. And that may have passed by at this point. He just doesn't want to do it. Like I remember, there were rumors that the Bucks wanted him to play next to Giannis, which would have been interesting. That would have been fun. But yeah, I don't know. I like this one, Derek Jones Jr. There are uh, future Chicago Bull, Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you like him then. That's, that's the well, yeah, I, I love Derek Jones. I've always liked Derek Jones. He, uh, he physically, he's a good example of a guy who, like Pokashevsky, this weird combined, comparing them, considering one's an elite athlete and. Pokashevsky's like a fine athlete, nothing wrong. Oh, yeah. But like, uh, he's physically can't stand up to contact, but he doesn't, he doesn't shy away from it. Like he'll right. get hit, right. and that, that right there has made the difference between him staking the NBA. I think because he can play defense. Like his defense is oh, solid, yeah. and he's yeah. one of the best athletes on the face of the earth. So you know that's right. it's always that a good. <laughs> Giving Jokic yeah. a super athlete like that would be fun. I mean, they had Fareed, and they were fun together. I yeah. mean, what other super athlete has Jokic had? Jeremy Grant. Jeremy, Jeremy's probably Jeremy, the closest. He he's a though. good athlete. Yeah, he's a good athlete. He's a great athlete if you just get an open gym and ask guys to do cool dunks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about oh, Jeremy, away from contact, though. I do feel like Jeremy does – he still surprises people with his burst, though, like other, okay. like on cuts. Like, he is very fast. So, yeah. Jeremy yeah, Grant might be that? another example of this, though, who was like a good prospect that kind of grew, and then I think the Nuggets got him at a perfect moment where it was mm-hmm. like, okay, he's probably better than people realize. This is why this may be you may be making the argument for Preston Chachua. Like he's not a Derek Jones level athlete, but he is like two hundred and forty pounds and is like yeah. a legit above the rim guy. Mm. And if you're just looking for a cutter, if you can just make him do that, I'm I'm in on Precious. But I just don't think that's gonna happen. I've seen well, him play right. enough at this point. <laughs> if you end up thinking of any more of these like bargain guys that you think might come up, I well, you can hit me up. You can CC Tim Conley. To me, this is actually where Denver improves their roster more than the draft yeah. or even free agency or whatever. It's like, oh, they ended up trading, you know, Monte Morris or PJ Dozier, and you're like, oh, I didn't want to. I'll give you a guy up. right now if he doesn't play for the Grizzlies, Jonte. Jonte mm. Porter. Oh, yeah, Dante well, Porter. he's going to play. Yeah, no, I, we wanted him to be taken by Denver for yeah, sure. Yeah, if he doesn't yeah. play, get run with the Grizzlies, then pick him up. Unless he I just, think, like, physically can't play, which I think he'll be fine. I think the Nuggets might have. To as many guys as you can take that are like as long as they stay healthy guys yeah because you can have a few of those but when you have like six then you end up they all get hurt and you're just like well we should have known better. i would i would i'd be excited about John what were we expecting? just so i could watch him outplay his brother more i would enjoy <laughs> doing that yeah, yeah. he's not, the perfect no he's the perfect guy like he's the perfect guy to have with him, michael because He's good at all the things that Michael's not good at. <laughs> Are you higher on like Michael? Tweeting? I know you were. You were I'm higher now. I'm higher now. I, well, again, again, aside from the personal stuff, I was worried about his back. Sure. I've, I've yeah, had lower sure. back injuries. Still am, by the way. Yeah, yeah but nothing like, has changed with that. No guarantee that he, a guy who has two back surgeries, plays more than like three or four years. But the the talent is, is just, I mean, he's one of the best. Yeah. I'm putting more stock into pre-college stats. And uh, in EYBL, the three guys in the last seven, eight years who had the best numbers were him, Zion, and Kate Cunningham. That's pretty good. Right. Pretty good uh, company. So yeah, you're a big. Oh, actually, I wanted to ask you, man. We have more, so I'm going to run us just a little late. I apologize. I like Harry Giles. Giles, Giles guy. Are, yeah, Giles Harry Giles is inter- interesting. I've always been a Giles fan until I saw him in the locker room this year. So tiny, man. He's <laughs> yeah, really, he's yeah. He's really small. Just, Get that man for him up. It is. Well, I'm saying like he's the center, and you see him, and he's Kenneth Fareed size, and you're like, I don't know, man. Like, he's, did you? This isn't tall nor big. <laughs> you're like, did you? You look it? bigger on TV. You look small. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy you could get away with that more than like I think 
like a I could or like a six foot guy could. But um, you could say that you could say that to a guard, I think, and they would be like, oh well, maybe that's kind of probably say that vote. Um, but like um, I, I just thinking of, they're not getting rid. That no, guy's not going. Bogdanovich may be a guy though. Bogdanovich. Mm. Just to say Serbians Ooh. and like all of our, you'll you'll gain a thousand followers. Yeah, you're riling up the base today, man. You're saying but like, all the right things. They don't. They don't. Elitza, they don't, yeah, could be great. They don't <laughs> use Balkan like they should. Like he's a great shooter. What about know? like Nemanja Jokic? <laughs> I love Nemanja too. He's great. Uh, I wanted to actually ask you quickly before we get out of here. The next couple of years are going to be crazy because it sounds like there is an enormous amount of talent coming in. This was the last sort of down year of the next two or three, it sounds like. Is that a, an appropriate assessment? Yes, unless unless a lot of these guys completely fall flat, which could happen. You know, there's a, there's a running thing where the number one high school guy consensus is never – it was Aiden. Aiden's good, but it was like R.J. Barrett, right. uh, Harrison Barnes, Harry Giles. Harry Giles got hurt. That does, that's not fair to him. Right. But, like – the the best 16-year-old basketball player is not always the best 19-year-old basketball player. Harrison Barnes is the ultimate example of that. Of like, he just didn't get any better. Jabari Parker is a good example. Um, but but even then, th- these next two three years are just loaded. The Victor W guy. You've got Cade Cunningham. You've got Amani Bates. I know has been like hey, Amani Bates might have a little thon maker potential to him. I because he's just been two years ago. They were like, this guy's incredible, and I still see him. And he looks the exact same. I don't know. Yeah, Imani. Imani's problem is at his competition level. He hasn't. He has not. He's yet to really play up to the on the big levels. But he is. I mean, he did score. He did have a game where I think he scored like fifty-five of the team's yeah. sixty points or something like that. It was good. ridiculous. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> he is six foot ten and he can shoot. So that's always. Um, there's a lot of guys, uh, yeah. like, yeah, Cade, Cade is number one guy this year. Cade is a freak. Cade is, there was that comp, there's that, um, the comp to Brandon Roy that Luca was getting, that actually is Cade. Like if six, Brandon Roy was six foot seven, <clears throat> that's what he is. And he's a better passer. He's a, he's a freak. He's insanely strong, but, um, he's up there. We got like, uh, uh, AJ Griffin. That's a guy you don't hear about as much because he's not. Sometimes these guys don't play on the big shoe circuits, and the scouts will and the like the website guys will drop them, uh, which is it's really. Jalen Johnson was a guy like that this year. He's like a six foot nine point guard who didn't play, so they just dropped him down in the twenties, even though he's a he's a freak. Um, AJ Griffin is Adrian Griffin's son, and um, looks like Jimmy Butler, but is six foot eight, like physically. Cool. And like he's he's a monster. Paolo Bencaro is another guy. He's just a monster. Uh, there's just so many guys who look like number one level picks. Uh, this is way in the future. Dewan Wagner's son is uh, was a freshman and was playing on like a varsity team on a good team and was averaging like 48 points a game. He's a monster. So there's there's so many guys coming. There's a lot of guys. Yannick and Zosa. Oh, Dewan Wagner Jr. is who I was talking about. Looks like one of the best prospects on oh, earth. Oh, okay, yeah. You say averaged forty points a game? Something like that. He's a shooting like thirty-five footers as a freshman and hitting them. Yeah, that's intriguing. Yeah, but that, that's that's Dwight unless Wagner they was awesome. People don't remember he was yeah, awesome. Yeah, Dwight player. Wagner was great. Yeah. And his son um, is taller than him, so that's. Well, there you go. All right, well, we got to wrap this up. We are hitting an hour here. But, Brian, I really appreciate it, man. This was good yeah, insight was awesome. of, of an enormous amount of topics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's awesome to talk about basketball for an hour, and I don't know a single thing of what we're talking about. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Precious, you say. Let me write that down. <laughs> um, 
you guys for following along at Cosmos on Twitter. It'll obviously be in the description of the show, but um, he's got a, a Patreon. So if you want to subscribe and check out all the, you know, his big boards and, and uh, the scouting reports and all that stuff, he's he gets my stamp of approval. It's a very small list of people that get my stamp of approval for, for talking for about For example, draft. neither Eric or us are on. No, I get the, I get the straight reject. Not, definitely not us. You guys don't have my stamp of approval for anything. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. We've noticed. Yeah, we've noticed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anything, Brian, you, you want to plug or anything else before we get out um, I'm basically done with my big board, finally. I'm going to post Ooh. it on Patreon, and then uh, it'll be free the week of the draft. But for now, it's going to be on Patreon. I don't have I don't have tiers or anything because I don't really feel like I do enough content to justify that. So it's just well, whatever you want to pay. Throw, and then, throw a few uh, bucks in there. Throw a few bucks. Check a, take a look at I all I should stuff. have some more draft stuff on Dime around the draft. I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I want to actually write about Denny Avdia. Who mm. kind of bore, who kind of bores me? <laughs> he's not. He's a good basketball player. He's just not. Well, now the Serbians have turned on you, man. They've turned on you. Unbelievable. I do like he had him. it all. He lost it. I'm just not a big. He's hard to write about because he's kind of. He is what he is. It's kind of a hard guy to really dig in and write a thousand words about. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of it. All I'll right. be doing more Thanks stuff. Once this draft is over, I'll be able to do more 2121 stuff, which is much more exciting. Cool. Cosmos, we're gonna we, we're doing a big live draft show. We're gonna have to have you on it. I mean, I'll hit you up about that here in a couple weeks. But um, we, we do it really cool live during the draft, and and, and we've we've done these for all of our other sports so far, and they've been awesome. So, uh, everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget if you're watching on YouTube, which we highly recommend you do, the better quality, uh, video quality, everything else. Go ahead and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, let us know who you want to take in this year's draft and uh, who Brian talked you into uh, through this show. Everybody else, thanks so much. We'll see you all next time. Peace.